Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and this episode is brought to you by my sponsor, Certified Piedmontese. I have a great offer for you, so stick around later in the episode. I want to get that to you. But first, let's get to my guest today. We are going to take a really fun turn and talk about seafood and shrimp and just being able to experience all that great stuff, maybe even somewhere as simple as in the middle of a parking lot. Today, my guest is the owner of Rude Shrimp Company, TJ Holzapfel. Did I I screwed that up, didn't I? No, you did just fine. I know. That's why... That's why Lisa doesn't have my last name. <laughs> she can't say it or, or, or spell it. Disagree with that, but uh, anyway. Anyway, TJ, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, I didn't realize it was called Restaurant Hoppin'. I see what you did there, and I, I, and, and I like it. I would love to take credit for that. That was in a previous job. I, I was a sports writer, and part of the part of the web, our website was a message board, and somebody else on that message board like seven years ago, came up with that pun on my last name. So as much as I would love to take credit for it, some random internet user, probably Husker fan 1997, figured it out. So It's, it's terrific. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll take it. So we got to talk about Rude Shrimp Company because this is a restaurant that I wasn't really even all, I was aware of it, but I didn't know much about it until a couple months ago. And then a friend really pushed me to come. And immediately, before I even sat down, I was just taken by the atmosphere. And then the food was fantastic. And I think I went home that that night and said to my wife, I have a place that we have to go. You are going to love this place. We are going sometime in the next two weeks. And we came back. So... Getting back to the original idea, I think the best way to introduce Rude Shrimp Company is get back to the original idea. You and your friends wanted to open a Hawaii shrimp food truck in Omaha. Where did you get that mission, and why did you think it would work? Uh, um, well, I always wanted uh, to be, well, I have been, uh, uh, in the restaurant business for 30-plus uh, years uh, in s- some capacity or another, and always wanted my own. So... Um, and never really, you know, nailed what it was uh, that I wanted to do. So back in uh, June of 2018, um, we flew out to Hawaii for my uh, older sister's, um, older sister Lori's wedding. And uh, before that, because uh, my wife and I are extreme foodies and she is a complete travel addict, um, we went out a little bit early, and we were going to do some island hopping. Started in Kauai, went to next. We went to Oahu. We took uh, my sister, of course, took her nephew, my son, along. And um, ap- after leaving Chill Kauai, and we're flying into Oahu, we're looking out the window, and we're trying to figure out why the uh, city of Chicago just threw up on an island. <laughs> and she's like, "Relax, guys. We'll go get a cerveza and." and um, It'll be fine. Trust me. I've, I've, I've got this handled. And um, so she had some app on her phone. We started following the app, and it tells you where to go. So we start going up uh, the North Shore, and the app says you have to stop at Ching's, which is a 80-year-old um, general store. Um, you just have to stop. They have all this food and whatnot. And so we... Um, we had to stop there, and, and, and as we're pulling into Ching's to get some provisions, uh, 
there's a food truck parked outside, and it's got uh, all kinds of the the stickers you'd want to see, Food Network and awards and all these things. And and um, I go inside to check out Ching's and get some some beverage, and she goes and orders something to eat for us. And of course, you know, uh, my son won't eat eat shrimp or anything like that. So it's it's a, it is a shrimp truck. And she orders these peel and eat shrimp. And we sit down, and it's the best shrimp I've ever had in my life. Uh, really unbelievable. And I, I get the awards and the stickers now. And um, we get done eating. I said, why don't you go back to the car and and uh, get us something to to, uh, to drink for the road. And, and um, I got to run an errand. So I go up and knock on the window of the, the shrimp shack. And the little old lady opens up the window, and she says, how can I help you? I said, um, how'd you do it? And she said, uh, where are you from? I said, Omaha. She said, Nebraska? I said, yeah. She said, my third husband's from there. So we had a bit of a laugh there, and, and um, then she told me. So I w- went back to the car, and, of course, Lisa says, you know, what in the have you been doing? And I said, well, um... She just told me. And she said, she told you what? I said, yeah, she told me. She goes, you got to write it down? I said, no, I need to write it down. So off we go. So that's, that's, in, that's in my pocket. That's in, that's, uh, I got that. So off we go, go to the wedding, enjoy the vacation, blah, blah, blah. Fly back. And I'm catering my sister's wedding in her backyard. And uh, I said, hey, Laura, you got married in Hawaii. Do you want a Hawaiian-themed food uh at your reception she said that'd be great so i took what she told me and i came up with these tacos and i served them and and everybody at the uh, reception 150 people told me if i don't do something with this i'm a bovine idiot (laughs) and so the next night i'm in the neighborhood having uh some libation and i said to my neighbor uh who's a foodie and a travel buddy with us um i said you want to open a food truck he said sure just like that i said he goes what are we serving i said we're a hawaiian shrimp truck he said cool what's it called i said the rude shrimp company he said why i said because the the uh, spicy shrimp company sounds stupid (laughs) and he goes yeah it does should we tell the girls i said probably so a week later lisa found us a truck Month later, we opened up. Uh, we actually opened up our first night was at the Big Head Todd and the Monsters concert at Shadow Ridge Music Festival back in uh, August of 2018, and we were number one in sales of the 14 trucks. So, what you're telling me, all this came together within a month? Uh, June 18th to. I mean, like from when you told your friend. Yeah. Until when you're opening the truck, like to the public for the first time. Yeah, we found the truck down in Lincoln. We went down. Uh, he said it was a guy was coming up from Oklahoma to uh, look at it. And I said, uh, can you call him and tell him that you already sold it? He said, no. I offered him a number. He called the guy and told him it was sold. He turned around and went back home. And we brought it back, got it tatted up, um, and just just did it. I mean, we opened up. We did a test run in the neighborhood. We had a four-hour line. 
Oh my gosh. And on our that first night, and then we went to Shadow Ridge and it blew up and the other food truck says, Where are you guys from? How long have you been doing this? We're from here and tonight was the answer. <laughs> and um so then uh, from that after that point I said, uh um, all right, gang, uh this, this is going to work, but I don't want to run a food truck. So uh the plan is um food truck in eighteen restaurant in 19 and we start franchising in 2020 and so obviously then 2020 came along we opened the restaurant in august of 19 uh i ran the food truck all summer with my son and uh, two other kids so we did lunch all over the city all over 19 paying for shipping containers and that being built out at our our current location and uh and of course 2020 and covid came along so put things on halt but uh, we're in the process of now of uh, starting a franchise. We hired the uh, ex-franchise director of Papa Murphy's out of Denver, who uh, Carol Grass is his name. He uh, is in charge of getting together the uh, our franchise disclosure document. And we're actually working with a group in Lincoln right now that wants a franchise to open in Q2 of 2022. Nice. So um, that's kind of the next step um, and how it came to fruition. It's, just, it's, been, it's been pretty quick. It's been a wild ride. Um, but we're... Uh, we're having fun. You've been out there. It's 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 busy and and um, uh, we love traveling. We love um, we love the keys and that's that's um, uh, kind of the vibe that we wanted to get. We wanted to make you feel like if just for two hours, maybe you stumbled into a dive in Key West, and um, you get some great food and uh, with the music and. And the drink specials and there our own specialty drinks, that menu, we, we made all those up ourselves. Everybody seems to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So I just want to set the scene a little bit for people who haven't been to the Rude Shrimp Company, to, to the restaurant itself. And you should probably Google it, look up pictures, because it's really cool. It's basically two red shipping containers on the side of a building in a parking lot. And then there's, there's kind of like a dining room floor and everything, but like it... I remember the first time I pulled up, I was like, "Am I in the right place?" Like I, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm. Is, is this a restaurant? And then I turned the corner, and yes, it was like you just said. It was like I was in a tropical location. It, it made no sense. And when I try to explain it to people, I'm like, "Yes, you feel like you're on the beach, but you're in a parking lot." And they just look at me, and I'm like, "Just go there." Yeah, it's. I, it's, I can't explain it. Just go there and try it. So you know, with with phase two. And and the restaurant, uh, we actually put um, a, a bid in on a place that was closing off of 204th there in, in Elkhorn in a strip mall. And they accepted it. And um, I was sitting at home. And um, I was sitting at home in my chair and staring at the floor. And Lisa spins around and, and she looks at me and she says, what is that look on your face? It costs me money. And I said, we have a commissary up there at Thrive Space at the school. And now I'm getting ready to sign a lease. and I'm going to have two kitchens. Why do I need two kitchens? She said, you don't. I said, well, I can't prep for the food truck out of this new kitchen. What if we just took two shipping containers and put them together and built a giant deck into them right off of our current, right off the building right there where our kitchen is. And she said, are you insane? <laughs> and I said, are, are you genius? And I said, well, Walt Disney was both, and he went bankrupt four times 
what do you want to do? She said, go for it. So I went to the landlord and I said, hey, what do you think about me building a restaurant right off, right outside the building, right off, right off the, the kitchen? And he looked at me and he said, have you ever thought about using shipping containers? And I put the plans down in front of him with two shipping containers and he said, go for it. Wow. And we'll, we'll figure out the rent. And so uh, uh, I had somebody that knew how to fabricate them. So um, we found those two containers, fabricate them. Our friends at Serta Pro Painters came in and, and uh, uh, shot all the paint and, and did all the all the work on that. And uh, Elevation Graphics came over and tatted them up. Um, and uh, we built the deck into them. And uh, everybody started giving us surfboards and whatnot to hang up and, and, and decorate it. Hooked up the, the Sonos speakers, put on a little reggae, and opened the doors. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was the response originally from people? Were they, was it a lot of people just kind of showing up and kind of like, you know, looking around and kind of stumbling in and being like, well, what's going on? Yeah, here? of course. Uh, especially you, you nailed it because the, the shipping containers are as such that you can't see what's behind them. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't see the deck and the, the umbrellas and all that, all that going on. We had a, uh, a gentleman sit in, he told me, because he called me, um, I try to get out and visit every table um, when we're open and make sure everything's okay. Um, and I had one gentleman tell me he sat in his car with his wife and argued for 20 minutes <laughs> and said he's not going to go eat in a container. He simply is not. And he um, he said, uh, this has been an unbelievable experience and I would love to stand up and give you a fat man hug. I'm good, but I really appreciate your <laughs> your kind words. But uh, we we get that a lot. The it's 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 fun. It is really fun to, um, in all seriousness, it's really fun to look out the kitchen window and see people turn that corner for the first time and just be like, and then look around. And I know what they're doing. They're looking for water because it belongs on the water yeah. on the water, which is why we want to franchise uh, down in the south, but. Uh, it, that's, it's fun to look at their faces. It really is because it, it's, um, you just, you just don't see that, especially in Omaha. So no. if we can do what we're doing in Waterloo, Nebraska, let's, let's try Naples or Cape Coral, mm-hmm. Fort Myers beach yeah, and see what happens there. So we've been fortunate. Uh, we've got a great following. We really do. Our, um, uh, our fans are loyal to a fault. Um, bad review or somebody says something, I don't I, – first thing she does is she grabs my phone and says don't look um, and just wait. And then our – the rude crew takes yeah, over. The, the rude crew. The rude crew that. takes over and um, just verbally bludgeons them. <laughs> and uh, so it's, it's, it's been a fun ride. And and Lisa, my wife, has been she's front of the house, just you know, with a full time job and and doing what she does, uh, from social media to the uh, the menus to staffing. Oh my gosh, staffing every restaurant, especially right now. Oh, yeah. it, it's just it's just terrible. I have so many friends in the restaurant business that that uh, I mean, my good friend that owns Oscars, Dustin Hang, he finally just took out half the tables. I, 
because people don't understand that, you know, I'm only seating. I, I only have staff for half of it. And so in, instead of having to deal with people, I just take, I'll just take the tables out. That way people can't point and say there's an open table. There's, I don't have anybody to wait on you. Yeah, you can go sit there if you want. You're not going to get any service. Because and unfortunately, yeah. it's human nature. People will sit over in a waiting area on a bench for 25 minutes. But as soon as you put them at a table... They want food, yeah. They want attention within two minutes, even if you've told them the fact that they're at a table. It's just human nature. They expect to be waited on. But they'll sit over here mm-hmm. without a problem. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's the nature of the game right now in this business, and it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard, and I feel for all of the restaurant owners. So everybody out there, if you're, uh, you go to a restaurant, uh, take it easy. Um, we're, we're doing the best we can, and... and um, it's staffing. It's that's what it gets down to. Is I mean, we've had so many people apply and then ghost you, a ghost us because then they can put on their whatever it is they put it on there that they they got their five applications in. They have a response from us saying, "Yeah, we'd like to talk to you," and then so hopefully once these uh, this free money stops going out, the people will come back to work. Mm-hmm. We, we need them. Mm-hmm. We need them desperately. Getting back to the positive stuff. Yes. Yes, please. I, I, I want to. I Sorry wa- about that downer. No, no. We're talking about real issues here. I just, I want to highlight for people who haven't been to Rude Shrimp Company, I want to give them a little bit of a taste. We told them about the atmosphere. We told them a little bit about the peel and eat shrimp. We told them about tacos, but there's a lot more there's going a lot on here. More. There's, there's queso, there's burritos, there's mac and cheese, there's dumplings, and the stuffed shrimp. At the top of the list, those things are just gorgeous. So as you're, you get this recipe or this, this technique of cooking shrimp from, from this little old lady down in Hawaii and you come back here, you, you're not, you decide you're not just going to take that recipe and just serve those peel and eat shrimp, but you're going to, you're going to do tacos. You're going to do other things. Mm -hmm. How did you start to put the menu together once you had that original first stepping stone? Well, the peel and eat obviously were, were a no brainer. Uh, people love to do those. A lot of people don't realize the proper way to, to eat peel and eat shrimp, which is first you suck off the sauce, then you peel the shrimp, then you dip it in the butter, and then you eat, and then you repeat. Uh, tacos, that was my, that's what I came up with for, uh, like I said, my sister's wedding, reception. Yeah. Um, then I did a, uh, I did a take on a, a triple stack enchilada, uh, that I make, um, which is stacked three high with, um, pork green chili and, um, uh, chicken red sauce. And so I did this triple stack enchilada at one of our first openings and, it went just phenomenal. It was it, sounds it, it, delicious. It, it, it went really, really well. But my my younger sister Kelly looks at me and she goes, "I can't walk with that. Mm. You're a food truck. Make a burrito." So that's so the burrito came along. So then we had to have uh, kids mac and cheese, and so what? What a lot of people don't realize. I, I'm sitting there with all of this stuff hot that are individual. So the Rude Mac, which is one of our um, biggest selling items that we also won uh, Nebraska Food Truck Wars with uh, the Rude Mac and with our uh, shrimp bisque. Um, I see the mac and cheese. I see the shrimp. I see the pork green chili and I see the queso. These things can go together. 
I said, put some pork green chili on a bowl of mac and put shrimp on top of that and cover it in queso. Okay. And everybody's just like, whoa. And then things just uh, kind of evolved from there. I've, I've always uh, been a huge soup person. So um, the my take on basically lobster bisque with shrimp um, is, is one of our top selling items, especially in the fall and spring. Um, and then I just evolved into things that, that um, I did some research and, and some big things that people don't realize that are, are huge in Hawaii. Pot stickers are one of them. Um, which is in Hawaiian, in uh, Hawaii, they call it mandu. So uh, I said, if I'm going to do this, because I, I love, absolutely love pot stickers. If we go to a, a, a Chinese restaurant when they, and they're serving them. I'm not, I don't, not the fried ones that are fried, or the, the pan yep, steamed the steamed, ones. Yes. So uh, I said, if I'm going to do this, they're going to be phenomenal. So uh, there's, I don't know, there's probably a couple of dozen uh, items that are not on the menu that Lisa has tried. Um She'll don't throw it away. It's good. It's not root shrimp good, but you know, try again. So if I'm going to make something, it's going to be in, in it for it to be on the menu. Um, Lisa's got a eyes got to roll her back her head. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so and the pot stickers are that way. And I just I just I'm constantly trying to come up with a special or coming up with um, uh, something that's got. Um, a really a, a Hawaiian Polynesian because you know Hawaiian cooking's Korea and and Polynesian and and Chinese and and all those influences come together um, to make really good Hawaiian cooking and I've I've read some some great books Hawaiian cookbooks on it and and gotten some inspiration and and but a lot of the things like um, you know the pork green chili people I, people say, what what made you think to put pork green chili and shrimp together and I said. Why not? I if mean, it's delicious, why not? Why yeah. not? They, they you, things that you wouldn't think would complement each other. We have on our menu, and um, uh, the stuffed shrimp, for example. Um, I was a sous chef back long time ago at L and N Seafood at One Pacific Place, and that's where I get a lot of uh, the handling of fish and with the mahi that's on there. And they had stuffed shrimp. This is a a uh, variation of uh, the stuffed shrimp. Um, base, that's where I learned the concept of butterflying and stuffing it. But that's the stuffing, the, the, the crab stuffing is, is actually, uh, truth be told, it's my, my grandmother's Thanksgiving dressing. What? It's my grandmother's wow. Thanksgiving dressing mixed with uh, crab meat and then the, uh, uh, the seafood, the scallop and shrimp, the Bienville sauce on top is a um, knockoff from uh, Element Seafood. So, um, I just, I, I just all different uh, kinds of your background get pulled into one absolutely. dish. Yes. And that's, uh, how I do a lot of, uh, my cooking and my mom was, a, uh, she is, uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal cook. So I, uh, you know, I take a lot from, uh, from her and from, uh, you know, to this day, she still makes that stuffing at Thanksgiving and. Which is why, and which is why my wife uh, absolutely loves the stuffed shrimp too, because she's a big fan of that dressing. So, mm-hmm. truth be told, that was Graham's. Well, what I love about what you just said, it kind of plays into I think what I love about Rude Shrimp Company is that shrimp are, and especially seafood in general, but especially shrimp, I think are kind of looked at as like a higher end item. Like for example, 
Some of the best shrimp I've ever had were at St. Elmo's Steakhouse in Indianapolis. Very famous steakhouse. Their shrimp cocktail is super famous. And I remember how good they were. But I went and I looked at the price before, come, before uh, while I was preparing for this. Four jumbo shrimp for $17 is viewed as a very high-end item. You guys take shrimp and just present it in a very approachable way. It's a laid-back atmosphere. It's, here's this awesome piece of food, but it's not, like, you, you take the frills away. You put it in a taco. You put it in a burrito. You put it in mac and cheese. And I think that that's just a, such a cool way to introduce people who might not, you know, go to a St. Elmo Steakhouse or whatever, but they can have awesome shrimp prepared in a great way. Yes, uh, absolutely. We, uh, For lack of a better word, I'll... I'll my father, how we would put it, we 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 dumb it down. Yeah, exactly. we just dumb it down. Um, uh, yes, I mean that's why you the Rude Shrimp Company, um, everything served in the paper boats. It's we wanted you to have that feel that unequivocally you just stumbled upon one of the coolest dives in Key West, and it's it's, it's plastic forks and knives. The drink tumblers are plastic. It took me a while, you know, because uh, I wanted it that way. It took me a while to get bottled beer in because I didn't want anything to break. I wanted to, to just have that beach feel, no glass on the beach, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that, quickly realized um, that Corona in a can is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. That <laughs> just it, it it just does not work. And so now, if I've got to have Corona in the bottle, I might as well bring in some other bottles. So that's how we evolved to having bottled beer versus all tall boys mm-hmm. in the can. So um, no, it's it, we just dumbed it down and wanted to make it fun. And uh, there's so many great things that you can do um, with shrimp. My son. Uh, does not like spicy, does not like seafood, and he cannot get enough rude mac with shrimp on it in his mouth. I mean, he he flat out tell you, I don't, he will not eat seafood anywhere else, but he eats it every single day. Dang. So that's that's pro- what's one of my biggest compliments is uh, the pickiest kid on earth uh, who doesn't <laughs> like food. spicy and doesn't like shrimp. Um, he just tears through it. He, it's just it's a whole it's just a different vibe, which is what really brought us towards you know doing the franchising part. That way, other people can enjoy it um, all over because it it um, and thank you for your kind words. It, it really is different. And, and um, we're having a ball. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming up with recipes, like, you know, just taking the stuffed shrimp, for example, you're taking a technique and a sauce that the, the butterflying and then the, the sauce, you're taking that from a previous job. You're taking inspiration from grandma's stuffing or dressing. It's, there's nothing but, you can do about it. It's, it's amazing. It's it's just amazing stuffing. Right. But like that I had to do something with it. That idea is just it's so unique and so wild. Like how does that come to you? Do, do you like do these random ideas like yes. oh I should put pork green chili and mac and cheese and shrimp 
together? Does that just come to you and then you have to like write it down? Or do you have like brainstorming sessions where you're like, I need, I need a special this week. I need something to spice up the menu. Like how do you come up with these things? I'm so damn weird. I, <laughs> I, that right there is I, one of my favorite I, I, quotes from the show so far. I, I don't know. They do. They just come to me. I mean, like I said, when she spun around in that chair and she said, oh, that look on your face cost me money. What are you thinking? And it's, Norton, you know, it's usually when I go silent. You'll, something's going on. <laughs> if I go silent, something's going on uh-huh. upstairs. And um, I don't know. I just, it. You know what would be good, Lise? What? And then I, I tell her, and she's, she just shakes her head. And I said, well, I'm going to go do it. And so then I go to the store, and I come back home, and she'll take a picture of me with this stuff on the counter, and she'll post, guess what's going on here today? And uh, Just a little R&D. That, that was, I mean, that, I remember that when I came up with the um, – uh, the uh, chicken dish, the sashimi chicken. Oh, my gosh. Served in the half pineapple. So delicious. Yeah, so I, was, I went and got all these ingredients, and there's a pineapple, and she took a picture of it, and she, and she posted it um, and said, guess what's going on here today? And the post that came in, oh, tell us tell us now. She's, you know, tell us now. And she responded, no, I'll show you when it's done. And so then I, I made the garlic sashimi chicken um, and put it in the pineapple at home, and she took a picture and uh, – coming soon and she's and that one she said uh first bite that that's on the menu now so be careful be you be careful what you're doing to yourself here because that's uh so i i constantly am because my son now runs my kitchen he's my kitchen manager uh and and he preps with me and so i'm i'm constantly giving us more work Mm -hmm. but the end result is a little bit bigger menu. I'm trying to accommodate everybody. So even if you don't like shrimp, there's there's beef on there. There's chicken on yep. there. So we have something uh, for everyone, uh, especially the kiddos. We put it to my son's dismay. We put a quesadilla on there for the kids, and <laughs> he hates that quesadilla maker. <laughs> um, and when, you know, there's a hot dog. So we we've got stuff out there for the kids. Uh, we we uh, do our very very best. Um, to do some gluten-free stuff because we know that that not it's not by it's not popular demand, but it's it's gotten mm-hmm. more and it's more, more popular. Yes, yes. Um, that and and um, you know, shellfish allergies. We can't promise you, but if somebody does come in there, um, we just you know we tell the 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 waitrons to assure them that when that comes in, uh, who whatever they've ordered, um. We're going to change our gloves, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's the best that we can really do, is is, you know, wash our hands and change our gloves, and then um, we have never had an issue with it. But you know, we do have a sign that says our food does not may does contain shellfish, so you know, that's uh, your own risk. But but um, we haven't had haven't had any issues with it, and and uh, um, we've never not had. Um, an A plus rating from the food inspector, uh, which we're very proud of. Um, they even said that junk stock a couple weeks ago. We got A plus plus plus. Thanks for making this easy. Um, so we pride ourselves in being clean and and uh, efficient and and uh, 
try to be happy. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about certified Piedmontese. Did you know that just 1% of all cattle raised in the U.S. is Piedmontese? Or that this red meat is so healthy that it's similar in micronutrients to Atlantic salmon and chicken breast? Rare, healthy, and most importantly, delicious. That's a trio that just can't be beat. I'm so confident that you'll get hooked on certified Piedmontese beef like I did that I want to help you try it. When you visit Piedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, you'll receive 25% off your order. That's 25% off steaks, burgers, brats, sausages, and even bacon. Yeah, I said it. Beef bacon. It'll change your life. Use my promo code to score a great deal and experience why certified Piedmontese is such a big deal today. And now, back to my guest. Getting back to that garlic sashimi chicken real quick. That, <laughs> that, that, that was because it is such a visually arresting dish. So I'd seen that on Instagram, and I remember the first time I came out with, with John, I wanted to order that because I'd seen it, and I was like, it's so beautiful, and it looks delicious. I want to try it. And then I was like, but I'm at a place called the Rude Shrimp Company. I can't not get shrimp the first time I come. So I got the stuffed shrimp, and they were fantastic. But then, yeah, I went back and got the chicken next time and was just like, oh, wow. And that's just a, that's, absolutely that, delicious. There's a perfect example. Right there, the garlic sashimi chicken is a perfect example. I've given myself more work. I mean, you know, I'm on. They are beautiful. You know how many pineapples I got a core? I was gonna say <laughs> that's a lot of work. I mean, she. That's one of those ones that she she looked at me and like, okay, you all right? We'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long you want to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when they when they start coming in. Um, cause I, you don't, I, I might start, start the night with six pre-cut. And if they start, you know, when they do start coming in and they're just setting pineapples out in front of me and, you know, cutting them in half and corn them and, and, uh, handing them across, uh, across the way, um, to my, uh, my cook that, that puts them together, um, during a rush. Yeah, it can. I, I question myself sometimes. <laughs> I question myself sometimes, but you know what? You you said it. It it looks when it goes out. I mean, they carry that that pineapple through mm-hmm. through the floor on the deck, and and heads are just turning. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the, the pointing. What's that? Well, I mean, that's a dish that you see on social media, and you say, "I have to have that." Yes, like that. That's a destination type dish. So while it is a lot of extra work, and I'm sure you're just like cursing those pineapples in the middle of service, especially a busy one, I think it's probably worth it in the end because uh, it is bringing people to the restaurant. Absolutely, I'm sure. it, it absolutely is. And and on you know on top of presentation, I will say that uh, for you know uh, if you're going to have a chicken dish in a shrimp restaurant, that's the one. Make it make it wow. And and I think we accomplished that uh, with that dish. It, it's 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 fun to watch go out. The, that's another one where the heads turn and it's fun to watch. And yeah. Okay, so I want to go back to this concept of like these R and D days. So like you get an idea in your head, you go to the grocery store, you come back and just start whipping something together. What is the craziest thing, or like the most wild idea that you've tried to put together? Whether it made it to the menu or whether it was a failure, or whether you're still 
like refining it right now, what's what's like the zaniest thing that you've tried to come up with, or maybe the thing that you're most excited about? Um, I don't know about. Well, I I can tell you what the dumbest thing. <laughs> Let's go with that. The dumbest thing that um, I ever thought was a great idea was um, because of of you know you cutting the pineapple in half, you know, and serving the food in it. That's one thing, but to actually think for a second that you can hand bread shrimp on a food truck <laughs> to order. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I I got, I have, I mean, and this is the way my mind works, is I have the shrimp taco and burrito and all of these great things. So no one is possibly in their right mind going to order fried shrimp. Nobody. Nay, why would you have a taco? Oh, first night. That's all that came in. I've got, I mean, my, my, my hands are covered in breading and batter. I'm dipping flour, buttermilk, flour <laughs> into the fryer. I, it was just unbelievable that I thought I could do that. Anyway, there's no fried shrimp on the food truck anymore. <laughs> um, and we did turn the fryers back on because we, you know, our, our take on, on uh, our Boom Boom shrimp. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, our, the Boom Boom shrimp. So, uh, and then I, then I said, well, I got the fryer going. I'm doing Boom Boom shrimp. Might as well bring the fried shrimp back. His, his hands are, so I have one person doing that on the food truck. I was running three stations and dipping, <laughs> dipping shrimp. God, that was stupid. And. So we've long got the fryer on, we got the boom boom shrimp, we got fried shrimp, let's do calamari. So I came up with a, a calamari breading, uh, and those turned out really, really good. Um, so we're adding more stuff to the fryer um, because I, I just didn't, I just assumed, which is always the wrong thing to do, especially in the food business, assumed that fried food wouldn't be the thing people would go after, but, you know, you just can't underestimate anybody, and and uh, our 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 fryer at the restaurant's busy, and so the dumbest thing I ever did was that was at, number one, having a fryer on a food truck. It, it's a bold move. A, 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 yes, <laughs> bold might be a kind way. Well, to put it, it. I I mean I, unless you're at a carnival or something, I don't know. The things you don't think about when you're like. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to bread my hand bread my own shrimp because everything has to be done by hand. None of this package stuff, which we don't do. Um, but you have to wait an hour. That fryer's got to cool mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Then you got to empty it because you can't have oil sloshing around. So when you're done and ready to go, you could just got to sit there and wait. Didn't think about that either. At least I have time to wash my hands. But I mean, yeah. So I would say. Uh, I can't come up with zany, but um, that was that, that was that, that was the that sufficiently answers my question. We, yeah. we got a good story out of it, and yeah, I, and I'm all about a good story. And I, I want to thank you for bringing up the boom boom shrimp because I want to encourage 
anyone who goes to Rude Shrimp Company, if you're not starting your order with an appetizer of the Boom Boom Shrimp, you're doing something wrong because that dish is like the perfect intersection, collision of sweet and spicy. It is just so wonderful. The shrimp Thank are you. like very lightly fried, so it's not like a heavy batter. Right. You still get the shrimp flavor. Oh, it's just absolutely wonderful and oh thank you very much there's a there's a chain restaurant that makes a very famous version of this that i'm sure my (laughs) listeners would all be very familiar with and this blows that out of the wow yes it's like not even on the same plane in my opinion all Uh, right that's great to hear thank you very much i know i know who you speak of yes i I think most people probably do sure this is a very popular item anyway back to the restaurant so um you are currently in the process. Like we've talked about the, the outdoor setting, ha- having the shipping containers on the outside. You're in the process of moving because the building uh, that you were attached to before is now, it was sold. It's under new ownership. It's a school. Correct. You guys are looking for a new space. Are you looking for more of like a traditional brick and mortar restaurant? Or are you looking for another situation to try and capture that same vibe that you have currently with Root Shrimp Company? Both. We Both. were we were actually, b- before um, the building was sold, we were in negotiations to actually take over right next door to um, our kitchen, some in, indoor space there, because we wanted to be open year-round. So we are currently looking for new space where uh, uh, you have an indoor restaurant, and then the shipping container concept would almost be like the patio. Oh, if you were okay. To sit outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will always continue to have that same vibe. If you want to sit outside, you can. But then if it's raining or snowing, as it sometimes does in this state, um, you can be inside as well. So we're, we're actively um, looking uh, at space. I have an appointment tomorrow morning, as a matter of fact. So um, we'll be back. It's just uh, it's how you make diamonds, time and pressure, and, and um, we'll find the right space. As soon as it, it shows up, my, my, my partner and I, um, uh, we've, we've, we firmly believe that. When, it, when it, the perfect place uh, shows itself, uh, we'll be ready, and um, we'll be open again. Well, I'm very excited about that, and I am anxiously watching the social medias to – to get news on that, and I would encourage any listeners to do it as well. But if they want to get Rude Shrimp now, you guys have done events, like you mentioned Junk Stop a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The food truck is out and it's active, so there are opportunities to get Rude Shrimp now. Maybe you won't get the exact same island experience right. as you would sitting on the patio, yes. but you can still get the wonderful food. Yes, and uh, we'll be offering um, some takeout um, as well. Okay. Uh, this winter, I always do some of that on the weekends, uh, some call-aheads and stuff like that and, and have stuff ready for you or a taco kit, so to speak, so you can do it at home. So, yeah, we'll, be, uh, we'll still be rocking and rolling here. Okay. So take me back to the beginning again where you first have that conversation with your friend where you're just like, let's open a food truck. And he's just like, okay, shrimp truck. Okay. How do you go, like, how do you get from that point? And you kind of talked about Lisa going and finding the truck, but how do you go from that point to one month later, you're actually operating 
Like what, what's, what's even your first step? Like just the thought of doing that just overwhelms me so much because it seems like so much work in so little time. It was, and it, uh, but it was, it was the, uh, the help of, uh, the partners and it's, you know, the, the trailer, it's, it's, um, the trailer that we found was an operational food trailer. So it was, it was ready to roll. It was a matter of us getting it cleaned out. This is what we're making. So instead of, uh, there was a flat top. They were doing hamburgers. I don't need a flat top. I need that area to have all of our warmers in because all of our, you know, our, the tacos and, and the, and the burritos and the rude Mac, everything is, everything is, is, um, is pre-made and it's, it's, it's hot and it's, it's, it's an assembly line. It, it just depends on what you've ordered and what we're putting together. So I needed all these warmers because this goes on top of this, on this and this, and there's a specific order. And, and, um, because of that, uh, and to be a little bit rude is why, you know, originally we were absolutely positively no damn substitutions. Um, because when you're in a food truck and you are busy, and this is the way it gets stacked, and you've got, you know, twenty tickets hanging. Yeah. Right, hold this. None of the and and in an assembly line, there's nobody running the expo or the wheel. You know, we're looking up at it as we go, and we say, okay, I need three tacos and a burrito on this next order. But one of the tacos is no red onion, and one of them's no lettuce, one of them's no pineapple salsa, and you're in an assembly line. Next thing you know, you're turning around, and there's the ticket there, and and it says on those. So we knew that was going to be a problem, which is why, and like I said, and to be rude, we had that absolutely positively no damn substitutions. I'd since um, read a um, terrific book from a, uh, a gentleman named Tillman Furtada. Um, he owns all of Landry's. Owns the Houston Rockets now, I think. He right? does own yes. the Houston Rockets. He also owns Landry's. He owns all the Saltgrass Steakhouses, about 1,700 of them. Anyway, he wrote a book uh, called Shut Up and Listen. And uh, I was on vacation with Lisa. And um, I opened it up. And chapter one, first sentence is, um, never say no. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. I showed Lisa the first sentence and she said huh. I said yeah we need to cross out the word no <laughs> so we did and uh it still it still happens especially on the food truck um it happens to me it happens to my son it um he'll spin around look at the ticket he'll have a burrito in his hand it'll say no red onions and that baby's wrapped up um it just but just Quickly, scan down. Oh, four tickets down. There's a burrito. Hand it, hand it out the window. How come hers? Are, just don't worry about it. Just hand it out. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's one of those things that, that uh, we've had to overcome. But it happens whether you have that tagline or not. And, and uh, I'm actually glad we got rid of it. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that you have a marketing background. So you might be the perfect person to ask about this. When you start a new restaurant, especially in a place like Omaha or Waterloo, just outside Omaha, when there's so many competing restaurants, there's so much noise out there, and you have to find a way to break through as a new place, especially as a food truck, 
what did you do to get the Rude Shrimp Company out there? And you knew the food was awesome. That wasn't the doubt. It was, could you bring people in and experience the food? What did you do from a marketing perspective to get people coming to the truck and then get people coming to the physical location once you had that? Well, I think, number one, um, food trucks are hard. Right. Food trucks are hard. Uh, Compared to a restaurant, food trucks are hard. People are... And, and I'm glad we did what we did and started with the food truck because that was that was proving our, our proof of concept um, about the food. So the good news is, is that people are generally really excited about food trucks and they're drawn to them. So when you see them, especially a food truck park or anything like that, people are drawn to them because I think it's the, the, the curiosity of human nature saying good food can't come out of that yes okay yes so from that standpoint it's automatically going to draw people to it now when your food is amazing and it's coming out of a truck then they they're really really taken aback because there's no way this could have came out of a truck so that whole you know human nature and mentality of people to say I got to go try that, which by the way, I'd like to say to everybody, please, if you see a food truck, go support them. I mean, they're, they're working really hard. So with that mentality of, of, I got to try it. And if your food is that good, then you just get the following. Then they, it's just word of mouth. I mean, we know darn near all of them. I mean, we're, we're a pretty tight knit group. I mean, we're out there at at junk stock a couple of weeks ago and all the, the owners of the trucks, they just bounce back and forth. You know, they'll just, we walk in each other's back door, hand each other food. Just, it's just a, um, it's just like one big cult. I mean, we're just, we're all part of the, the same goal in mind. There's um, plenty, there's plenty of people to go around. I mean, there's, there's more than 14 food trucks at a big event is you still have a good chance of running out because, you know, People love food trucks, and they, they just gravitate to them. And that's that's how we were lucky to get the word out. I'm not so sure we would have been so lucky just going into a restaurant and then trying to get that word out. But when you have that rude crew, oh, you guys are opening a standalone now, and you can serve cocktails and beer, then, you know, they're coming to see you, and then it's their word of mouth that really in social media has been great, and Lisa's handled that so She's so on top of that. I don't. I don't know how she does it, but uh, she's really on top of our our social media. So, thanks, hon. Few restaurants, food trucks, whatever it is, establishments seem to have as maybe not as the size of the following isn't the largest that I've seen, but is it like vocal. Not very many places have the as vocal and as loud and as like protective of a social following as the rude crew. Tell me about the rude crew and like, what do you think it is about your restaurant that inspires people to be so passionate about it? The vibe. It's a, it, it's, it's the vibe. It's, it's, I, I don't, I generally despise takeout. Um, unless it's Chinese or pizza. Um, it's, 
it's just not the same when it gets home. And I don't, I don't want especially a first-timer to go home and go, meh, because I got a 20-minute-old soft-shell taco right. with hot sauce. Mm-hmm. The cold stuff in it is supposed to be cold. The hot stuff's supposed to be hot. And you're supposed to have the experience and the vibe. So our food mixed with the atmosphere and the vibe, I have to only guess that, and I, and I think you've put it um, that way, that the food with the vibe, I think the vibe makes it taste better. I think it does. I mean, it's the atmosphere. Honestly. And that's, that's the crew. I mean, we have... You know, a lot of people that ask us to stop with social media. This is our place. (laughs) Yeah, don't let other people come here. Right. I I want this. So you almost have to, I don't mind takeout if you're a regular because you get it already. But just for somebody to hear about us and do takeout and go home and, and it not, I the, the the experience, I always say, we don't do takeout because of the experience and the experience of being on that crickety deck and shipping containers and Bob Marley playing and, you know, the the cocktails with the flowers and the every cocktail gets a, its own special salted rim and the flower and it's just, it's the vibe. The Corona's ice cold and... and um, and I understand you're looking at a baseball field, but um, a lot of people don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I had a friend recently, he went to one of my favorite pizza places in Omaha, and it's a place with one of those giant wood-fired ovens that, like, the entire restaurant is centered around this oven and everything. And I had talked up this pizza a lot, and he's like, ah, oh, Dan, the pizza was just okay. And I was like, really? It's a home run every time I go. And he's like, well, yeah, after, like, you know, the 20-minute drive home, I think it got a little worse. And I was like... <laughs> no, you don't take beautiful food like that home. You have to experience it where it was made in the environment in which it was supposed to be enjoyed. There, like, yes, food is food, but there is something about being in a specific environment at a specific time that will make it X percent better. I fully agree with that. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. Okay, before we get out of here, there are two questions that I like to ask just about every guest I have on here. Okay. And I'm very interested to hear your responses. The first one, what is one thing that most diners do not understand about the restaurant industry that you wish they understood? It's hard. It is so hard to make the same thing the same way every day. It's hard. Um, consistency, uh, you've just, you, you know, you, you have to be on your game every single day and everybody has things going on in their, their lives that they can't, uh, predict or, or change and everybody has good or bad days. Um, and it's, it's a lot of work and it's hard. Okay. And then on the flip side of that, to end on a positive note, what is your favorite thing about being a part of the restaurant industry? Serving people, giving them uh, the look on their faces. Um, you know, uh, when you, the expectations that they have 
that are are not met, but then they're met because of what you've done with your own hands. The the uh, the ability to come up with something with your own hands and set it down in front of somebody in a paper boat with plastic silverware and in a shipping container and them wondering what they've gotten into and why they're here um, for them to do a complete 180 and want to give me a fat man hug is, is pretty cool. That's um, I, I just love, love serving people and, and uh, especially uh, uh, all of our regulars out there and the rude crew and, and, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a fun ride, and um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. That is just a beautiful sentiment, and I think it's a perfect way to wrap up our conversation. Before we go, listeners, I would highly encourage you on Instagram, the Rude Shrimp Co. That's the the tagline. Look them up, follow them. Same thing on Facebook. Stay up to date with what these guys are doing when it comes to the food truck, when it comes to new locations, when it comes to catering or takeout or Whatever it might be, get some of this food because it is fantastic. I I consider myself part of the Rude Crew. If somebody wants to Absolutely. come after, if somebody wants to come after Rude Shrimp Company, I will get on them and say no, you are wrong. I will not listen to you. TJ, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast today. It was a good time. I really appreciate your time and having us, and uh, look forward to seeing you. Uh when the doors open back up. And you will. Love it. All right. As always, Omaha, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.